Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. Bonjour. Uh, this morning, um, before the meditation, I would like to share a few uh, ideas on practice. So in this uh, retreat, we've been, uh, through the instructions and the talks, we've been invited to uh, uh, very much to become aware of this, uh, the body, yeah, and, uh, and its uh, senses, the touch and the hearing, maybe mainly when we're sitting, the sense of touch, the sensations of the body, the hearing process, and the other senses also. We've been invited to, uh, in many ways, to be aware of uh, the moods and uh, emotional tone or attitude of mind that is uh, present. Uh, you know, talking about the friendliness or how to be with fear or at different points during the retreat. And yesterday, Catherine talked about uh, the feeling tone of. Uh, you know, pleasantness or unpleasantness or neutrality that comes with uh, every phenomena, every experience, thought or uh, smelt or tasted or uh, sensed. And so we're uh, bringing our mindfulness to more and more to the whole range of, uh, to the whole range of our human experience. Even uh, for me, uh, I say that, and maybe Catherine and Yanai also, but when we do the group meetings, to me, it's, I see it as a meditation also, you know, because I'm still embodied, I still have mind states, you know. So how to be there with that, and in a group, how to receive the other, the reality of the other, expressing their mind states, their uh, life, you know, through body and through words and uh, emotions and stuff like this. And this morning I'd like to just talk a little bit about uh, thinking, thoughts, because it's, I mean, for some of us it's part of the experience. Maybe not all of us. But <laughs> <laughs> ah, la, 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 la. Thoughts. And so uh, maybe how to, a uh, few ideas about how to uh, bring exploration, awakeness to the process of thinking, yeah. So it's one of the functions of the mind to think, you know. One of the functions of the mind maybe is to feel, to encounter, to know the world, you know. And we put a big emphasis on this here, to discover that the mind has intelligence, is, uh, is, has cognition, it, it can feel the world. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's the only way through the senses that... Uh, can have an experience of the world, it's this knowing quality. And there's this other aspect of the mind also of uh, maybe receiving or producing uh, thoughts, ideas. They come maybe in the form of images or words being 
said or heard. Uh, they seem to be produced by I, or I seem to be caught with those, you know. And so to bring attention to this, to uh, not think of it as like, oh, something's wrong, I'm thinking, or, uh, you know, the middle way in a way, not being in the trance of thoughts so much, and not uh, being uh, uh, despising thoughts, you know, like, I'm thinking, I'm still thinking, you know, it's bad, you know. You know. <coughs> I heard one teacher say, uh, the mouth produces saliva. The mind produces thoughts. Not a problem. You know? I know saliva. (laughs) Shouldn't be that much saliva. (laughs) So, it's part of the game in a way. And you know, uh, if you could follow me the other night when I was talking about this movement from uh, the personal or the conventional towards the ultimate, I don't know if I was, I made, I offered some clarity or confusion that evening, but uh, that's, again, for me, a way to think about this is that for me, in my habitual reality, when I'm thinking about next week, I'm in next week. I'm really having the conversation, moving the things around, you know. And in my conventional take on reality, it's reality. And when I go towards the meditative state and more of the, uh, the, the other kind of reality, to me, touching the ultimate reality is that I know that thinking is happening. It's not so much that I'm in the trance of the future but I know that thinking is happening. Do you see the difference? So in one, I'm in the trance. I'm really there, reorganizing my desk at home next week, you know, and I'm really reorganizing. I'm really putting these papers there. They've been in my way for so long, you know. And when I, the meditative mind comes in, I'm aware that there's a thinking process. There's images uh, being produced or received, or there's words being produced. So it's, the move is from the inside of what's happening to maybe more the process. So maybe in a way to talk about this would be from the content to the container. Oh, there's a passage of thoughts, of images, you know, so I, I, I come out a little bit of the trance and I start to look at this. So that's uh, one way to become aware of this. And so maybe just a little exercise, or maybe we'll do a couple of little exercises before the meditation. So I'd like you to think voluntarily. Um, I am I put my hand on the floor. Think this a few times. Really like think it, fit, whatever, you know, see it, uh, whatever you would do with that a few times. I put my hand on the floor. And now, just if you want, literally, not thinking about it, but just do it. Okay. 
is this the same experience or a different experience? There's a difference huh, between the two. And what we want to do in the practice is clarify this, you know, clarify the difference between uh, the two things. Because if I, go, I bring this a little further, I'll, uh, and based on the a, a thing that I heard uh, Joseph, uh, the teacher here, say many times in this hall, is maybe it came from his teacher. The thoughts of your mother are not your mother. And to me, that's been a really great clarification. Not about the mother so much. <laughs> Actually, yes, also. <laughs> but about, like, my thoughts about something are not something. And, I'm, and most of my delusion, I think, or a lot of my delusion is exactly this. That I'm really thinking that, you know, if I'm sitting here and the critical voice come, you know, you're a bad meditator. And I think that this is, I don't know, let's say I would think, it's not the case, but I could think that this is my father again, you know, and I could be angry at my father, like, he's never happy with me. And, you know, I could be fooled thinking that, but it's actually not, it's a thought, you know. So to clarify this, that my ideas about things are just ideas about things. And so there's a few things that I can uh, um, bring attention to as uh, the thinking process uh, happens. One of the aspects is that I can become interested in, are these actually images that I'm seeing? Or are are these words? Are these still images or impressions? Or are they moving images? So you see, if I do this, I'm getting a little bit outside of my fascination for the content. And I'm becoming aware of the process a little bit more. Yeah. Am I hearing or am I uttering? How, how is it perceived, uh, these thoughts that come? Also, maybe, is there a charge to them? Because if I become interested in thinking today when it arises, I don't have to create it, or I might. But I can see that some thoughts have charge to them and some don't. They're just kind of, uh, you know, as soon as, for example, I become aware of the thinking process, if there's not so much charge, it's going to, chances are it's going to stop. You know, like, oh, I forgot to, and then the light of awareness comes. I forgot to, do you see what I mean? Like, you put the attention, it drops. Yeah. And some will be like, oh, man, I forgot to, awareness of thinking. But I really forgot. There's a little charge to it, a great charge to it. And so one can become aware of this. Oh, is there a charge to it? Is there an emotion attached to it? Does the thought, is the thought coming from the emotion? I'm sitting here uh, either a little anxious and it's producing anxious thoughts, or I'm sitting here with uh, friendliness and friendly thoughts are arising. Or, how is the thought arising? I might become aware of this, that a sound heard makes me, makes a thought of a, how do you call the truck that shovels the snow? The plow, plow. Snow plow. Snow plow. I should, of everybody here, the Canadians should know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So the snow plow. So there's the sound, and then there's the mental image that comes, you know. And in my clarity, I want to know uh, what is what. Because in my life, I might hear a dark door close and think, oh, it's this person, and then I take it for reality. Yeah? I don't know if I give the best example, but a lot of our life is assumptions, basically. You know, there is an event, a contact with an outside event, and there's a thought, and this becomes my reality. And on this thought, that is just a thought, a perception, an idea about something, not exactly the truth, I start to build other thoughts. Imagine if the first one is wrong, and then the second one is built on top of this, you know, and I can create a whole world like this. So the Buddha was saying, with your thoughts, you create the world. So we want to be aware of this. So just this process of hearing a sound and having an image, and there's nothing wrong, again, with that. I just want to become aware of this, how it works. And now that plow truck, shovel truck, Snow plow. <laughs> snow plow. But there's no truck in there. There's no snow and plow. The snow plow truck. That's satisfying to me. So there's the sound, the snow plow comes to mind, an image, and then there might be followed by an image of my childhood, my Canadian snowy childhood, you know. And so I could become aware of the associative nature of thoughts, yeah? How a thought brings another one, or how a sound or a sight, yeah? And so just become aware of this as it's happening. I can uh, recognize maybe the types of thoughts, yeah? So, oh, planning, and I can name this as it's happening. Oh, planning. And in this way, I can recognize some uh, of my favorite addictions, you know? Oh. This is the worrying, this is the fantasizing. And so, most of you know that you can uh, label the thought, just say that. Most of the time when there is thinking, we just become aware that thinking is happening. And then, usually, naturally, it will come back to one of the senses, you know, feeling the breath in the belly, hearing the sounds. So we can keep it extremely simple, but still we want to bring this in our awareness. And again, for me it's interesting, the more I become aware of this, the more I clarify the uh, thing about me and mine. It's like, I think I'm thinking and I can be glued or identified with the thinking. But at some point, the more I get calm and attentive, the more I see that it's not so much me that thinks, but a certain mood. You know, if there is resent- resentment is think- thinking, or generosity is thinking, or, you know? And so, it, for me, there's an aspect of, uh, it's freeing to notice that, oh. Because if there is a, let's say, a kind of a little, uh, somebody, did something that apparently was uh, I didn't like. And I could have a little thought of like vengeance, let's say. I hope you pay for that. You know, like this little thing that crosses on a li- slight little cruelty, you know, not wishing well, but wishing harm. 
if I'm identified with this, if I'm glued to this, it m can make me a bad person. That's a whole other, a whole ego trip that could start there, you know. <gasps> I'm so bad, I shouldn't be like this. But if I have gained clarity ab about thoughts, I can see this thought arise and say, oh, unhelpful, unwise, not mine, but really there, you know. So I don't fall in the extreme of owning and identifying with it. I can just become aware that thinking is happening. That particular kind of thought is not one that should be nourished, you know. It can be abandoned. And there can be clarity about that. Oh, not helpful for anyone here. Yeah. If a generous thought comes in mind, if I'm glued to it, I might think, oh, I've always been generous. I'm a generous person. This is me, generous thoughts. You know, and in there again, this perturbation in the system, you know, as if there is a generous thought, oh, generous thought, generous mind state, wholesome, beautiful, period, you know. So in the attention to thoughts, it's interesting to me the notion of I and mine in there. They land on my mind or I produce them or what, what's that about, you know. So maybe just a little last exercise before the sitting, if you want to. I would invite you to think again, deliberately, the following thought. I am, then put your name there. I am, and I'm trying to meditate. So think this a few times. Just feel the texture of the or the experience of th thinking. Now if you want, slow it down a bit and leave little gaps in between and try to see what happens then in between each words. What is in the gaps between the words? And now pick up again a kind of a natural, we could say, pace with this thought. And drop the last bit, the last part of the sentence, so you will be left with, I am such and such. And then drop the name and just keep the two first words a few times. And drop the verb. And drop the first word. (coughs) 
And then you can open the eyes if you want. And so it might be interesting also to see what's in the gap between the thoughts, what's alive there. And also if there is a recurring thought, you could decide to make a sentence or catch one sentence and play with it a little bit. I find that when I slow a thought down, suddenly it loses the sense it has. Or if I say it deliberately, suddenly it removes a lot of the power in it. It's, it's when it's unconscious or un, with unawareness that it has, a, it has stickiness to it. So, so, just a few ideas on the thinking process, but mainly an invitation to become aware of, of the process of thinking and see if that can be included in the meditation rather than an hindrance to it. It's just another phenomena being known fully, if possible. Yeah? Okay, so find your uh, posture. If you need to stretch a little bit, please feel free to do that. Maybe you want, as you sit now, to make a clear intention uh, to be awake and relaxed, to allow receptivity. So no need to avoid the hearing process. Sounds can be welcomed. You can notice their pleasant or unpleasant or neutral feeling tone. The vibration itself, the pleasantness or unpleasantness neutrality that comes with it. Same with the sensations as you're sitting here. Sensations of movements at the belly, maybe. pleasantness of that experience or unpleasantness and either one or the other.
Notice the mood in the heart-mind and body, maybe. The spaciousness of the heart, or the tightness of the heart. Or maybe nothing is apparent on that level. But it's just like this right now. See if in the next couple of minutes you can uh, notice the arising of the next thought. what happens to it in the light of awareness. (coughs) You could just count them if you want for a few moments, add them up. Be aware of the gap in between the thoughts. You feel them before they're there, or in their birth. Can you feel them after they're gone, or it's not possible, or their effects? that you can continue this exploration as you see fit, knowing that the awareness of body is a great ground and great field And if any confusion arises, come back to the simplicity of just sitting here, breathing, hearing.
the mind uh, got caught in the web of thinking of its own making, become aware of this. And touch back into reality of uh, physical sensations. Maybe you'll be able to notice the ephemeral nature of thoughts, thoughts productions. You might notice how the mind sometimes is chasing after mental uh, stuff, mental content, something very juicy or sticky, serious, for a few moments, and then, oops, mind gets glued to something else. the other thing gone, forgotten. If you notice this, you might realize the ephemeral nature, the lightness of thoughts, even those that seem sticky and serious. There and gone. See if you can have some uh, lightness of heart and mind around thoughts and impressions. See if you can have some buoyancy of heart.
One of the useful ways to use thoughts in the meditative process is to uh, sometimes, when needed, name what is happening in order to uh, help frame the experience or bring the attention to it. Thinking, thinking, planning, or pleasant, unpleasant, hearing, And play with that as you see fit also. Thank you for your practice. So a few little uh, announcements here. Um, so about uh, late arrivals to the sit. Um, if you have a work, um, uh, work, uh, a work, uh, and uh, you will be late for the sit, uh, feel welcome to come. Uh, 
especially I think uh, in the evening there's the veggie washer amongst maybe other things and so if you want to come for the last sit and hear the chanting or participate in it you're welcome uh, otherwise kind of casual being late uh, it's, uh, it's better to avoid that and come a few minutes before the sit uh, as a community it's a good thing to do and uh, yeah so I'll leave it at that Yes, weather conditions. You might not have noticed. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's snowing outside, and it will snow a lot more, I think, in the next few hours. And uh, yesterday, the uh, road was already icy. But now it's icy and covered with snow. So the ice is not so apparent. And um, also, we're, we might be a little bit getting in a kind of altered state here. <laughs> being very sensitive and very kind of like this. And so we want you to be aware that going on the street for a walk, uh, you will need to bring a lot of attention to uh, where you are on the street. And the cars that are driving by, they don't have so much control over what they can do if they're on ice, you know. So you have to really bring special attention to, to this if you walk on the streets. If you write a note, please do sign your name at the bottom because we might want to reply to you. And yeah, if the note is not signed, we might consider it a lot less, you know, because we don't know who's talking, where they're coming from, and so on. Okay. Um, and we need uh, two sit, uh, sit leaders for this morning people who don't have a group this morning. Yeah. Okay, so, so you, will you take the 10 something? Yeah, and you'll take the 11.30. So at the 10 something, you'll ring the bell five minutes before the end that is on the schedule so that people can uh, get to their group, yeah? Right, okay. And uh, good. So, Maybe the last thing I'll say uh, is um, this is, again, the heart of the retreat, very special time. Uh, who knows if this is going to happen again? Or for some of us, we know never again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but um, even, even, even in that case, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> you know? But this is a very, very rich time. These are very particular conditions here, very protective in a way, kind of challenging also, I would agree to that, but uh, very special conditions to do this. What I've understood over the years of practice is that the secret of this practice is really continuity. So what is, what, what is the, best, the best friend you have on this retreat is really your capacity to bring attention to each moment again and again in a soft way. So it's not about forcing, but about tending towards or having the intention to make the practice more and more seamless. So when you stand up and go towards the walking, when you're in the line for food, when you're brushing your teeth, uh, when, you, when we do a traditional a classic report to our 
uh, Burmese teachers, for example, there's always, we have to report on the sitting, on the walking, and on the daily activities. So, and sometimes we're tricked because the teacher will ask first us to report on the daily activity. So they'll say, what happened? Were you, what, describe to me when you came in the room. You're like, wow, I came in the room to be in the room, you know? <laughs> like, and, and, and they say, what, were, what happened when you removed your shoes? They're like, well, were you there? Well, no, I, I, I was just coming to talk to you. I don't even hear, want to hear about the sitting or the walking, you know. If you can't bring this to your life, you know. And so uh, this invitation to bring continuity in your practice as much as it's possible, no forcing, but having this in mind, especially like this morning, you, there's a whole block of practice, and blocks of practice are great. They're, and there's a way where we can say, like, okay, I'm sitting, and I go to my room, and it's stop and go practice, exhausting, very demanding. It's a little bit like if you want to s launch a rocket in the sky. Apparently, I, I, don't, I don't do rockets myself. I haven't read the book, but, <laughs> but apparently, apparently you need a lot of energy to launch a rocket and a lot less to keep it going. And in this practice, it's the same thing. So we want to be attentive to all the moments that are possible. Yeah? One way to do this might be, doesn't have to, but might be to slow down just a little bit to then your regular activities. You know, so when you go back to your room at some point to go rearrange your socks in your suitcase, <laughs> just slow down a little bit. By slowing down as I open a door or close a door, I might actually sense the handle, the coldness, the hardness. Or if I go up the stairs and I put my hand on the handrail, to actually be there for that. This is the building of the sensitivity we talk about with balance. This is going to be very helpful. So now, this point on the retreat, we can really bring this in. And you might use the slowing down or not around this. Yeah? And in the eating today, as the fork goes up, you know, if you can feel the fork going up towards the mouth and the touch and the swallowing, whatever around this. It is great practice because one of the teachers I, w I worked with, he, um, sometimes he would come to the dining hall or he would just be around as we were, and he was saying, like, ah, it make, makes me sad. I'm so sorry because you guys are leaking so much. You build stuff in the sitting. You build stuff in the, you build concentration, you, unification of mind, pacification of mind, sustained attention, you know. And then, whoops, suddenly you're like, Reading, reading this, you know, doing, doing this, and you're leaking all the beautiful energy that you're gathering. So be careful about this, you know, this leaking of, uh, of your uh, attention, yeah? Okay. Um, so I wish you a good day of practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.